0: Hey, welcome back to the Your Intentional Life podcast. Today, we are wrapping up this series that I've been doing on... I guess the woo world is the best way to describe it. So we went through part one and talked about how I got into all of this. We talked about uh, my woo practices in part two. So I went through all the different things that I do on a day-to-day basis. And then today we're gonna talk about the 12 immutable laws of the universe. And this is an episode I've wanted to do for a while because I really think that it is the next step for anyone who is curious about all of this that I talk about it shows the other half of the equation, right? So a lot of times we just hear the manifestation law or the law of attraction and it sounds a little bit far-fetched. It sounds kind of out there um, and it doesn't take into account all of these other universal laws that support it. And when I learned these laws, it all kind of started to click for me and I understood what I had been doing my whole life, what we're all doing our whole lives. And I also understood How I could leverage this even more to get what I want out of my business out of life as a whole So this is a really really important episode. I hope that you listen through it all the way through and let's dig in Welcome to your intentional life I'm Brittany Bailey, and I am on a mission to build a seven-figure business without sacrificing the intentional life that I worked so hard to create. So far, I've been blessed to grow my business from the ground up, write for some amazing people, and work with some of the top marketing minds out there. But I am not done yet. Follow along as I take you behind the scenes in my business to talk about marketing, mindset, manifestation, and how intentional living plays into everything that I do. If you're anything like me, don't just let life happen to you. You're always curious, always learning, and always grabbing the reins. Service providers, coaches, course creators, and all kinds of intuitive entrepreneurs have a home here. So let's build your intentional life. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the 12 immutable laws of the universe. And basically, these are the laws that cannot be turned off. They're the laws that the universe operates on. If you look online, you're going to find these 12 laws. You'll also find some people call them like the seven essential laws. So they've picked seven of these that are um, they encounter on a day-to-day basis. Some of these are a little more into the weeds. Um, and then you'll find 11 rediscovered laws. So laws that are not necessarily universal laws, but principles that these laws support. I'm just going to focus on these 12 immutable laws because this is the foundation for everything else. This is to me, the worldview that I build everything else out on. So um, they're important for me to dig into deeply. And then you can kind of go through and be like, okay, also these principles make sense for me, all of these other things, but these are the foundational laws that the universe operates on. So I really wanted to get into these and dedicate a whole episode to these. So like I said, these laws, when I started to discover these, I really felt everything else click. It started to make sense. Questions that I had about all of this were answered. I also really resonated with them. And when I read through them, it felt it felt like I was read Discovering something that I had known before, it felt like, oh yeah, duh, that is exactly how it works. It was this very unique feeling of almost being familiar to me, and also um, finally figuring something out. It was a really unique experience. I'm curious if any of you will have that experience if you've never heard these laws before. Um, so let's get into them. The very first one is called the Law of Oneness, and the interesting thing about these laws as I'll note throughout is a lot of religions, a lot of other demographics, other belief systems have very similar laws. They look differently and they might have, you know, all kinds of rules and regulations around them, but the root of them is often very similar to what we're seeing in these 12 immutable laws. So the law of oneness really could be do unto others as you would do unto yourself, right? Which is a very like kind of Christian Catholic um, principle. I think it's in the Bible somewhere, Uh, the golden rule, right? Um, And so I see it in these other places, right? But the law of oneness essentially states that we are all one. And so what we do to one of us, any living being, we do to ourselves and other living beings, right? And so they did this study where, they broke up an organism, and they did. Um, they, I think, they dropped like food dye on it. There was something that they did. I'm gonna find the the actual study, and I'll drop it in the the notes. But basically, they determined that no matter how far they separated this um, this thing, they all of the cells had the same reaction, no matter where they were, and so it supported this idea that we are all. Collectively experiencing this reality. And so, if we are mean to a person, if we are um, judgmental of someone, if we are jealous of someone, if we're doing, if we are putting these energies out towards other living beings, we're also receiving those energies ourselves. So, um, basically, as you wish on others, you wish on yourself. The other interesting thing about the law of oneness is that if somebody has something, that means that you can have it too. So if you see a living being experiencing something, that means that you have the ability as also a living being to experience the same thing. So this is a really critical part in the manifestation process because you can see what is possible. So if you see someone doing something, that means you also can do the same thing that they're doing. So whether it's the way that they're running their business, the energy that they're approaching something in, whatever the case is, that means that you also have the ability to tap into whatever energy that they are operating from because we're all one. Okay, number two is a law of vibration. And this is a really simple law. It essentially means that everything is energy and everything has a frequency. So everything in the world, living beings and concepts and moods and um everything has a frequency and an energy. And so the interesting thing about this is we can assign frequency, we can assign vibes to energy. So for instance, money, money has an energy, right? That's like the principle of the law of attraction is that you get into the frequency of money and you attract more money, right? So money has a frequency. The interesting thing is that we can hold high or low vibes for that frequency. So for instance, if we have a really good story around money and a really high vibrational experience with money and we think money is great, it's how we um, change the world, it allows us to do amazing things for people. Like if we have a very high, good experience with money, and that is the experience that we'll have. That's the experience that we'll attract with money. If we have a low vibe around money, if we think that more money, more problems, if we think that money um, always complicates things, if we think that money is evil, if we think that if we have money, we won't be able to um, be moral or have good intentions, then we're going to attract negative, inner, negative experiences with money. So it's an interesting thing because we kind of throw these terms out like energy, frequency, vibes, all these things, but they actually do have subtle differences. So everything is a frequency. Vibe is how we feel towards that frequency. So the way that we are experiencing money, money doesn't change, which is why sometimes you'll hear people say like things are neutral and we assign our feelings to them. That's assigning a vibe, right? So we can have a low vibrational experience with money, and money doesn't change. The frequency of money is not changing. Is our it's our experience with money. So that's why breaking down beliefs that you have around something makes is is critical for this, right? Because you're not gonna ever change the frequency of money. You have to change your relationship with money. So that's the law of vibration. The law of correspondence. So this one is really interesting because it has a couple different um meanings so the law of correspondence essentially means that our outer world whatever we're experiencing is a direct reflection of our inner world and so what we are experiencing like I was just talking about with the money our outer experience with money is a reflection of our internal dialogue about money So really, it just means that if we are going to change anything in the world, any of our experiences, then we have to first change our insides. And this is why personal development becomes so critical in this entire thing. So you'll never see somebody, you will never see somebody who is really into all of this woo stuff and who is really talking about manifestation and who is living it and, and receiving the reality that they want who doesn't do any personal development because it is a it is the step that needs to be taken in order for the outer world to reflect what you want it to reflect right so we can't just um have a bad outlook in life that is not the right word we can't have a negative outlook on life and then expect it to be positive and expect to receive positive things Right. So we have to always change the way that we're viewing things in order for the actual external world to match that. Right. This is also, like I said, this has a couple different layers. So this is also why it's really important to recognize early on that we can't change anybody. We can only change our response to them. Right. If there's a relationship or, you know, client or whatever the case may be, we can only ever change our reaction to them and then something might change in that external relationship, right? We can never go to them and be like, oh, I want you to change all these things about yourself, right? We can only ever change our internal dialogue about them and our internal beliefs and our internal um, message in order for them to to act in order for that relationship to reflect how we want it to reflect in the outside world, right? So the the results always start inside. Okay, next we're going to talk about the law of cause and effect. So this is actually, like I said, that a lot of these laws are very similar to other things that you have seen, probably different religions, different worldviews and bases. So this is karma, essentially. So the law of cause and effect states that whatever you put out into the world comes back to you. And so the interesting thing about this is I was listening to a podcast episode from Catherine Zanchina. She's uh, the Manifestation Babe is her podcast. And she was talking about how the, um, an example of this is that the field, so if you think about just like a field where you're going to go plant something, the field doesn't care what you're planting, good or bad. It doesn't care if it's food or if it's poison ivy or if it's just a bunch of thorny mess, like it doesn't care what it is, it's going to grow because it's in a field, right? So that is essentially what we are basing the cause, the law of cause and effect on, right? So what you are putting out into the world is always going to come back to you, whether it's good or it's bad. And so this is a really fundamental law that we always just kind of have in the back of our minds as we are going about our day. This this can be energy, it can be um, intention, it can be goodwill, it can be all these different things. We're going to talk about actual physical um, blessings and a couple of laws down. So this can mean like actual money or um you know, things, physical things, but there's actually a separate law that addresses that. So really when we talk about the law of cause and effect, it's more on a spiritual plane than it is in like monetary things. And so that's the that's the law of cause and effect. The law of attraction. So this is the most popular law, right? This is the law that is talked about um, when we think of manifestation. So manifestation is essentially the law of attraction, one and the same basically. So the law of attraction states that like attracts like. And when we say like, we mean a vibration. And then um, when we say vibe, like I've talked about before, a vibe is how you feel about that vibration, right? So essentially like attracts like. If you are feeling, um, if you are in a vibration of success and you are Always at that frequency, always at that level, you're feeling successful. You are affirming success. You are doing things that um, successful people do, and you're in that vibration. And you equate, you feel good about being successful. You have a good story about being successful. You're going to attract more success. You're going to attract people into your life who are successful. You're going to attract the right books, the right messages, the right things to follow, and you're going to keep going up in, in that space, right? So this is essentially the law of attraction, like attracts like. The law of action is the next law, and it is a it is just as critical as the law of attraction, and it is not talked about hardly at all. And so this is, to me, where a lot of the discrediting of the woo world, quote-unquote world, comes in is because we don't do a great job of talking about the second law, which is the law of action. And so the law of action states that no physical manifestation can happen without physical action. So really, this is the law that stops the universe from just like, if you think about, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich, it stops from just spontaneously combusting in front of you, right? Like just a grilled cheese sandwich popping into the World, right so the law of action is us actually going and making the sandwich right so the law of attraction puts the opportunities in front of us it makes us aware to the opportunities and then the law of action is actually us acting on those opportunities so you'll hear people say inspired action and that's what they mean they mean action taken on things that are inspired to us right so for instance, if we're going into the successful example that I was using with the law of attraction, so if you are in, if you are picturing success, if you are feeling the vibes of success, if you have a good success story going in your mind, right, and you're presented with the opportunity to work with a coach, the law of action would require us to Go ahead and work with the coach and do the, the things that they're telling us to do and build our website and put our stuff out there. Right. So that's a lot of action. We can't just have a successful business by sitting on the couch and saying, Oh, I feel successful. Right. So this is the other half of the equation that isn't talked about as much. And I think we need to do a better job of talking about it because it actually, um, helps. It's, it's like the rational side of it, right? So people look at the law of attraction. They're like, oh, cool. Yeah. You just sit on your couch and money just comes into your bank account. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, but the law of action is actually the other part of that. We have to take physical action in order to have physical representation of what we are attracting. Okay. So the law of compensation, this is what I was talking about with the law of cause and effect, how there's Um, a separate law that talks about actual physical compensation. So the law of compensation is very similar in that what we put out comes back to us, but it actually talks about more of a physical blessing or monetary blessing. So we are compensated in direct proportion to what we put out into the universe. So this is a more of a tangible thing and it doesn't always come from the same place where we put it out, right? So if we are just constantly being generous and giving money we're not necessarily going to get money from those same sources but we're going to get we're going to receive more money from um, other sources from different places because we were in that vibe of generosity on the other side of it right so the law of compensation is essentially the law of cause and effect but it's more focused on monetary or physical blessings okay This is the longest law, (laughs) the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Essentially, this law says that energy is a formless realm that is constantly flowing into the material world and taking form. It also says that this energy is limitless and it does not get exhausted and it is constantly moving, right? So this energy is what we tap into whenever we are doing anything in this world right? So it is the energy that we are um, dealing with when we're doing the law of attraction, when we are talking to source, when we are tapping into source, into our higher self, this is it, right? This is the law that talks about the energy that we're all experiencing on a day-to-day basis. We can harness this energy. We can leverage this energy. The other part of this law, which is really the best part, my favorite part, is that it states that high vibrations will always consume low vibrations. So this law, it is written that this law that high vibrations will always consume low vibrations, and that means that love is always going to win over hate, right? So I've talked about a couple times in this in uh, my podcast that there only ever there's only two energies in the world, right? There's love and there's fear. Every other thing comes from those two energies, and so. Hate is just a derivative of fear, right? And so when we look at the state of the world, when we look at things that are happening in our world, it's like, well, what's going to what's gonna win, right? What's going to happen? Because we can kind of almost see these two paths forming. And so this law states that at the end of the day, high vibrations are always going to consume low vibrations. as a scientific fact, right? It doesn't say when or how long it's going to take for that to happen or the process that that's going to happen, but that is... High vibes are always going to consume low vibes. Okay, the law of relativity. This law simply states that every soul is going to face challenges. Every living thing is going to face challenges, but those challenges are going to be relative to your perspective. So yesterday I was going through Instagram and I found this quote card and it was saying how there's these two brothers and these brothers were raised by the same dad. The dad was alcoholic. And one of the brothers went off to become an alcoholic, right? Basically, same thing as his dad, right? And so they went and they talked to him. They said, what happened? Why, why are you the way that you are? He said, oh, I watched my dad. And then they, they went to the other brother. And the other brother had never touched alcohol in his life. He was successful. He didn't deal with addiction. He was doing great in life. And they asked him, what happened? How did you get to be the way you are? And he said, I watched my dad. And so we, the law of relativity simply states that everything that we face is relative to our perspective. And we are going to face these challenges. We're going to face things, but our response, what, what happens next is relative to our perspective of what is going on, our perspective of that challenge. So this is another reason why paying attention to what's going on in our mind and paying attention to our personal development and the stories that we're telling ourselves and the scripts that we're telling ourselves is critical because we're going to face these things and what is the dialogue that's running through our head is going to determine what happens next. Okay, the law of polarity. So essentially this law states that opposites exist so that we know what we do and what we don't want. So we have been manifesting since the time we were born, right? All all living beings have. And so, what we have experienced in our life has been to show us what we do and what we don't want. So, for instance, if we go back to the brothers in the law of relativity, um, one brother saw this and said, this is the way life is. And the other brother saw it and said, I know exactly what I don't want right? So this was the law of polarity at work. He saw something was like, this sucks. I don't want this for my life. And so he went into the opposite, right? And so essentially this law states that we manifest things, things are manifested for us that, tell, that allow us to determine if this is what we do want or what we don't want. There's a lot of power in knowing what we don't want, right? I know I went through this whole experience in the corporate world, all these different jobs, going to school the traditional way, because I needed to experience what I didn't want, right? I needed to experience that I didn't like routines. I didn't like having a boss. I didn't like doing the same things over and over every day. So I needed to experience that in order to know what I do want. If I had just come into this business world and been like, I have no idea I would have never nailed this down as fast as I did. The law of polarity essentially gives us the opportunity to know what we do and don't want because it gives us those challenges and allows us to know, okay, now I do want that and I don't want that. The law of rhythm. Okay, so this is actually one of my favorite laws if I had to pick. The law of rhythm simply states that everything is seasonal and cyclical. So there is a season for everything. And this has been really fundamental in the way that I build and look at my business and really my life, but my business especially. I now see that everything has a season in my business. So there will be seasons where I am trying to get a launch out and I'm doing a bunch of things and I'm Working longer than I normally work and I feel inspired and just want to keep doing things And then there will be seasons where I just do A couple of things a day and I want to go hang out and I want to go to the park and I want to go to the beach And I want to disconnect and unplug There will be seasons where i'm dealing with a lot of clients A lot of clients are all of a sudden launching and we're doing all these things and it's busy I know now that everything is a season and so I have it has removed so much stress for me to to make everything perfect all the time right so before I was trying to hold all these all of these boundaries and all these laws and be like okay you know every single day I need to do at least three things and I need to um you know not, not be working past this certain time. And if I work past this certain time, then I'm not being intentional. And all these, I had all these rules and regulations and laws around it for myself. And it was unnecessary because really everything is a season. And so I talked about this in a couple episodes back where I talked about the difference between hustle and hard work, where hustle is just a perpetual thing where you're just like, quote, in hustle mode, like until kingdom come for no and insight. Whereas hard work is like recognizing, yes, it's going to take some hard work to get your business off the ground. And then from there, you're going to be able to um, live the lifestyle that you desire. Right. But that doesn't mean you're never going to have another period of hard work. Right. So the law of rhythm essentially states that there's a time and a place and a season for everything. And this is how I maintain balance. I don't try to balance every single week perfectly. I just recognize hey, this is a really busy season. It's not going to be busy forever, right? I just recognize that things are going to naturally balance and it's not going to look every week, you know, perfectly templated exactly the same. Um, This also is a way to kind of release some of the pressure around um, goals that you might have. So I, I have income goals, right, for every single year. And initially I would, kind of try to back into that goal where I'd be like, okay, this is my income goal for the year. That means I have to make this much a month, which means I have to make this much a year or a week, which means I have to make this much a day. And it was so much pressure and so much um, just intensity around that, that I felt like all this just like stress and energy around it. And when I realized that that's not the way that it has to go and I can Um, have just these couple seasons of launches and make my income goal without like stressing about every single day hitting a certain thing, it released all of that around it, right? So really the law of rhythm is probably one of my favorites because it helps me release the perfectionistic side of me. And it allows me to kind of think long-term and be like, okay, this has plenty of time to sort itself out, right? Like I'm 70% to my income goal or whatever it is. And I'm like, I'm not worried about that 30% happening exactly where it needs to be, you know, exactly evenly spaced out for the rest of the year. Like I could hit that 30% in December. I could hit 25% in December and 5% throughout the rest of the year, right? So it kind of just helps under, it helps to release that for me. If you lean towards perfectionistic tendencies, um, then hopefully this is helpful for you. Okay, the last law is the law of gender. And the law of gender actually has nothing to do with sex or um, like female parts, male parts, whatever. It has to do with the energies. So really this is like yin and yang essentially in, in the laws of the universe. So it recognizes that there is a feminine energy and a masculine energy and that all living things on this earth actually have both energies in them. And so in order to live a balanced, fulfilling life, we have to kind of have both of those energies and it doesn't matter what package they come in. Both of those energies are useful and beneficial and help us move forward. So this is kind of the law of rhythm, right? So we're going to have like typically a masculine energy is um, is very like driven and and moving forward and task focused and a feminine energy is more nurturing and um, calming and soothing, right? And so this is like the law of rhythm at play, right? So. We see, um, you know, couples, we see team members, we see people who embody these energies in different ways. And so like people need, we need that, right? Teams need someone who typically lives more in the masculine energy and is, you know, more data-driven. And they need someone who is like, all right, guys, let's go get pizza and like go unplug for a little while so that we can come back and, and tackle this, right? So we need both of these energies in the world. And there's a time for both of them. There's a time for hustle. There's a time for flow. There's a time for rest. There's a time for running, right? And so this is essentially the law of gender is that everything in the world holds both of these two energies and we need to to recognize and balance both. Okay, so that is the 12 laws of the universe. I'm really curious to hear if you had heard these before, if they felt like they were resonating for you and if you had a favorite law, or if you want to hear more about a certain law, I would love to talk about it. You can always find me at Brittany Bailey on Instagram and we'll talk soon. How would you like to learn the skill I used to go from burned out service provider to in control business owner? In email copy school, I'll teach you how to master both the science and the art of this in demand skill. So you can serve your clients better, get more consistent work and charge premium prices. Join us now at emailcopyschool.com. And remember, early bird bonuses are only around for a short time. So be sure to head over to emailcopyschool.com to secure your spot now.